And welcome to the Dad Advocacy Podcast. I am Ryan. And I'm Tristan. And thank you so much for hanging out with us. Our first episode of the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Happy. everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we are uh, we are those guys. Dude, so some big news out there. Yeah, like really, really cool stuff. Um, Missouri's Americans for Equal Shared Parenting. It's a mouthful. They're doing some really great things. They're actually um, getting together today to help the legislative branch create equal parenting laws That's and awesome. get change. Like they're at the Capitol right now. No, it's on, sorry, it's the 18th. My yeah. bad, it's on the 18th. Um, but I mean, like there are actual legislators involved trying to make it right for us as fathers, which is, Dude, that's incredible. Yeah, no, that's huge. I mean, to get that that ball rolling. I mean, I know that in Arkansas, it's 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 in motion in Kentucky and a few other states. But um, and we we talked about with with Kenneth Rosa. I mean, about the the Shared Parenting Act and um, just to have that momentum coming in in the, in the first legislative session of the year to have that showing up in states is is it's, amazing. And I know that. Ohio just picked up 60 co-sponsors yeah. um, from their house, both sides, both parties on board with this for the Equal Parenting Act bill to be voted on the next two months there in Ohio. So, yeah, things um, are, the momentum is gaining for dads. It's flipping incredible. Like, yeah. it really is. So, it, what's cool is that there's actually women's groups that are for equal shared parenting mm-hmm. that are coming out of the woodwork and saying, no, look, we want we want the same. We want our, our exes, our whatever – Fathers to be fathers, so we can be mothers also. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, if you're pro kid, you should be pro parent, and 100%. either side, you should be pro mom, you should be pro dad. I mean, really, you want to have the healthiest opportunity for your kids to be raised in an environment that is inclusive to both parents, because that's where kids grow up the best. Like that's scientific fact. Oh, that, like, absolutely, having yeah. both parents in the household, they're like more likely to be successful. One hundred percent. Yeah, and that that's what we want. We. It's all about our kids. We've, we've stopped. I, I think like, it's really weird. Like you, uh, we know 2022, 2021 sucked ish. I mean, okay. It is what it is. You, you make your life how you want it to be, no matter what's going on around sure. you. Right. But is 2022 and 2023 going to be the years of humility where as parents, we go, we care about our kids. This is what we want. I, I hope so. And I mean, what I see in the movements with the grassroots movements that, you know, ignore what the media says about the parent involvement with school boards and stuff like that. Um, you know, I well, see no, that's good. Also, that, that's great. There's a ton of tra- traction that like parents are getting involved. They care about what their kids are learning. They care about yeah. what's going on inside the school. Like, like I don't care be, how the media spins it. Yeah. Right. We, we, there's parents getting involved now. Yeah. No. And I mean, how many times, I mean, I saw it when I was in the classroom that like, you know, you'd have the helicopter mom here and there and that's about it. And like, you know, you try to get parent volunteers for anything and you couldn't, you had to like shake them down and bribe people to like show up to help with their kids stuff. And now it's like, you know, you have 300 people showing up at a school board meeting on a, on a Monday night. So exactly. Yeah. There's some, some good stuff in it. And not all the school board meetings are crazy and people raising fits. There's a lot of people there that just want to know what's going on, you know, with, with, so, uh, with their kids. I know. I love the hips. Is that enough though? Uh, is it the beer butter? Yeah. I love the consistency of the beer butter. Okay, but do you need more? You've had a lot more beer than me. I'm no, sorry, guys. I put some we, in this morning. I uh, I didn't put any on, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm a little – I just feel a little, a little dry. I'm not a beard guy, so it's this is kind of weird for it's me. It's been a weird couple weeks weather-wise, and it yeah. totally dried my face out. I've oh. been like putting like the, the hand-to-hand combat stuff on my face. 
Did you yeah. know it like this? Like, honestly, it's it nice. My There's tattoos not and stuff. much I difference face. between the beard butter and the hand-to-hand combat. Just a little bit. The hand-to-hand combat's a little bit more firm. Mm-hmm. The beard but butter doesn't have any of the mango oil or anything like that. Moringo, I was reading. Yeah. yeah, the moringo oil is awesome for healing cuts but, uh, and scrapes. Like, so, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to digress. We're not doing a commercial right now. No. We just, I really, I just needed it. And it's lovely. It's most delightful. Dude, it's great on my tattoos, too. It's freaking, this stuff is bomb. I flipping love this crap. I know. I apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, it really does. Yeah, oops. It really does feel like though, that like, this is going to be a great year for parents. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the parent involvement and how much more, you know, access dad. I mean, and dads have been trying for years, but really in the last few years, it's been starting to enter the mainstream, which has been awesome. You've mm-hmm. got people in Hollywood that are speaking out for dads and well-known individuals that are, that are, known around the notoriety, you know, in media and, 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 you know, entertainment and even athletics too. There's, there's guys that are speaking out pro dad, which is amazing. There's a lot yeah. of traction being gained for the father's rights movement. It's really cool. Like, I mean, it's just, um, or I should say equal parenting, equal, equal yeah. rights. Yeah. That's what it is because we're not, we're not trying to make women out to be bad and evil or whatever. We just have a crappy system. It should have been that way from the get go. Should have been even all the way. And, uh, you know, and we're all for healthy parents. So, I mean, it's not like we're like fighting for all dads. We don't want some deadbeat to have access coming back in to ruin their kid's life. If he's put his stuff together and like, you know, doing the right things and, and not abusive or, you know, taking care of business, like, mm-hmm. yeah, let him come back in. I mean, I don't see the, you know, the harms in that. I mean, necessarily unless there was like a safety issue. Like, Absolutely. We yeah. have to preface like with everything, I guess, but. <laughs> yeah. um, but every, I mean, if, yeah. if there's none. There's no reason a father shouldn't be involved. If you didn't get it, it, there's one thing between not getting along and then being a crappy parent, you know? Yep. And and that's where I think it gets lost in divorce where the bitterness seeps in. That's like you turn into like he was a bad husband. That doesn't mean they're a bad dad or like she was a bad wife. Doesn't mean she's a bad mom. So here's, here's kind of a piece also that I I think that people have forgotten about. And that is it like both parents can be scared. Dude, It's not. It's not a simple thing to go, I'm having a kid. Automatically, you're just this amazing parent, you know? It's learned. So you're going to have relationships that end where the father, he could be young cat. Yeah, I mean, he could yep. be in his 20s or young, young, right? And be like, I don't know what the hell to do and just be out. And it doesn't mean that five years from now, he's not going to be a great parent. Yeah. He just has to mature. And the same with women. There are women that are they're checking out too, you know? It's just, it's it's horrible. Well, you know, it's it's is that you'll see women tend to check out when the kids hit about like age seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see them start to and not necessarily distance, but like they'll try to like regain, I guess not their youth. I mean, that kind of <laughs> throwing their own words out there, but they never had a chance to be yeah. young yeah, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So when the kids out, they're like partying and getting Chanel bags and yeah. being all crazy and like drinking and pretty soon they've got a anklet on and it's not a good anklet and a breathalyzer it'll breath yeah. walk in their car. No, <clears throat> It's, you know, it's, it happens. I joke around about it, but like, no, I mean, that's most, the most common time for women to leave is either initially around when they stop breastfeeding mm-hmm. or it's when they enter the school system in, you know, kindergarten, first grade. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's either, going, I don't know, there could be a lot behind it. Too. I know that I'm sure there is a lot behind it mentally as far as, you know, not being needed mm-hmm. in, in those ways anymore. Um, you know, you've got a lot of postpartum, obviously, with around the breastfeeding time. But. It's interesting to think that, like, does the postpartum, 
does the lack of freedom kind of exacerbates postpartum? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you feel stuck. I mean, if you're, if you're a new parent and you've got a toddler or something little, little, Needing your life you feels like it's over all the time. Unless, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and some, I've seen some moms love it. Like, right. And we know most moms do like yeah. they love having their kids. Dude, can you do something for me? What? Can you give me a advocacy mug and fill it full of some water for me real fast? I'm just parched. <laughs> we care about each other. We really do. Ryan's my guy. Ryan, you want it? You want some? I'm good for right now. Thank you. Though. Okay. Cause we could use my army mug if you want. I don't mind. It's an awkward angle of me. Like, yeah, that was weird, know. but I don't know. You did good. Thank you. <laughs> Felt like a human, like a human backhoe. <laughs> the old scoop there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so I, weird. I think that, you know, it, you enter an age where as the child begins to change, it does trigger some changes. And I notice it as a parent too, that like you parent differently as the kids start morphing differently and you should change a little bit. And like, when they're young, you're staying consistent no matter what. Yep. Doesn't matter how bad you feel, if you're going to swat them in the butt, whatever, yep. you have to stay consistent no matter what. As they get older and they realize that, hey, you know what? Um, they, they can follow the rules more. You can be a little more lenient because they've got more wisdom sure. because of age, right? Yeah. Um, like my boys right now, I mean, they're, they're old. Like I've got in a year, one's going to be 18, less than a year. Wow. Um, another really one's going to be two years. Anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I mean, you probably haven't for years anyways, but, yeah. but I can be more lenient and go, you know what? You've earned more of my respect and sure. I, I can trust you more. So this is no longer an issue. It's, it's, you don't have to worry about it being on the table, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, where I'm walking in with a six year old tomorrow, it's his birthday. And it's like, happy birthday. Owen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's super excited. No kid is more <laughs> excited to be an age than. Well, he's getting his golf yard or his golf golfing tee, right? Or whatever you're doing. Uh, is he getting it? No, he got a golf, like indoor mini golf set uh, for Christmas already. But That's I got him a bunch of like, look, he's also, he's like on a Mario kick right now, which I'm cool with. I love Mario. Mm-hmm. It, go, it throws me back to like my childhood. Cool. Um, so I got him a ton of like Lego Mario stuff, which I've got to say. Is there a lot? There is a ton of Lego out there, Mario stuff now. I got to say, for what you get, Legos have to be the most expensive toy out there. You know, like price per ounce. Back in the day, you could get like a monster freaking bucket of crap and make your dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, get this little set. that looks like a Star Wars creature for like $90. And you're like, what in the hell did I do? Yeah, no, like it was the key to Skyworld was like one of the things that I ordered. It was like 40 bucks. That's insane, dude. Dude, That's crazy. Like for plastic. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe some people are like, telling, need to tell me to shut up and quit putting my shit off my lawn. Is it because but... more plastic is going to Trojan than Lego? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ryan. Totally t- took me off my train of thought there for a second. <laughs> um, no, like, I always wonder, I'm like, Legos, like everybody's all about these single use plastics. Find me another use for Legos, right? If they're, if everybody wants to be all in on this, like single use plastic kick, yes. this is soapbox me real quick. Um, Cause like Washington's passing law now to where you can't use single use like forks and knives at restaurants. They're going to have to, they're going to require everybody to carry Wait, those recycled ones. What restaurant uses to go right? non. Oh, okay. I guess to okay. go orders, right? So no to go orders. Am I going to get like a freaking cardboard fork? Yeah. 
Like the straws are flipping or the ones that are made from like processed like bamboo or whatever. I I, I can do bamboo. I think that's cool. Yes. Wood wood products are all right. Yeah. The, like I went to the I paper went to straws Jr., are dude. a joke, man. Went to Carl's Jr. I was like, yes, I was feeling something like it's got to be a hard plastic one. Pulled it out. It was cardboard, and I'm sucking on it, and I'm like, why is my mouth dry? Because it's like disintegrating. Yeah. As you drink why it. why does my my sprite so, taste like water with fizzy in it? Like this is gross. Yeah. So, uh, anyways. Lego's still out there cranking out <laughs> plastic left and right, and nobody has said a word nobody to cares. them. But they went woke with like non gender specific characters and all that stuff now. Are Legos vegan? I don't know. That's their next step. <laughs> Animal cruelty free in the box, vegan free. Good <laughs> to go. Like zero carbon emission Legos. <laughs> I mean, pretty soon it's got to be. I guess melting plastic, though. Oh, they could use solar cells or heat refracted on <laughs> like, mirrors. All right, so I'm going to invent a company just since everybody's going to go woke and want to recycle everything. It's going to be like recycled, like Legos. We should do recycled beard balm. Like yeah. in the summer, it drips off and you just catch it. I'm trying to think like what you would make Legos out of. It wouldn't be like the most. You can't use any other material for Legos per price. What Plastic wood? is the cheapest. Wood, maybe? Wood Legos. No, because it'd be hard. You'd have to drill it everything. Yeah, There's nothing, nothing. Plastic work. It's yeah, the only thing. It's the only thing that would work. It makes sense. I, totally. But nobody's ripping on Lego to stop making Legos. No. Well, I mean, everybody loves Legos. Unless you're a parent. Find me another use. Who recycles Legos? I feel like Legos should be the next security system. Dude, it's like an NFT, right? You just sprinkle like it in front of your doors and windows. <laughs> just throw it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Kevin McAllister style. Throw them <laughs> under your doors and windows. That's Legos. going to do that. Lego security <laughs> systems. It's going to come with a... Uh, a Roomba, but a, a beefed up Roomba that can collect the Legos and just sweep them in. That way it goes by all of your windows and doors every morning before you're up and cleans up before you even start. It's came up with something. Lego, hit me up. We're, right. we're working so, it. This podcast is copyrighted. <laughs> um, <laughs> Taking intellectual liberties on that one. Yeah. <laughs> totally trying here. Um, dude, so any, do you have, we talked about Christmas traditions. Any yeah. New Year's ones? Um, I used to do the failed New Year's resolution. Yeah, never do those. No, not going to happen. Um, I instead I do broad goals. I do set broad goals mm-hmm. for the year. Um, I hate the like very specific ones of like this year I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. It's like, okay, then cut off your two legs. Congratulations, you lost a hundred pounds. Um, I mean, know, there are but, some people that can do that. Yes, yeah, that are devoted, but most people aren't devoted. Aren't so. like personality type ones. I mean, so I did, I don't want to say it's a tradition because I really was more mindful of it this year than other years of like reflecting on last year, what was good, being mm-hmm. thankful and grateful in that. Um, and, and it obviously prayerfully too. Yeah. Um, and then coming up with, uh, with kind of some ideas for this year of like what I want to be like a, a present and involved dad, you know, with good things. Right. Yeah. Um, being smart with a budget, being good uh, with my business and, and how I run that and seeing that grow. I'm not going to hit any, I'm not going to put out like specific numbers. I have goals of what I want to match, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Um, but really just having a growth mindset in that sense. Um, and I have like some reading goals and like biblical Bible reading goals and like also books and stuff like that. And just able to grow my intelligence and my ability to critically think and, and think outside the box and, um, especially when it comes to subjects matter that I, like I'm passionate about. I think it makes sense. Yeah. So I, I did that this year, which was 
different than the other years. Um, but traditions for New Year's, like, you know, no, I don't stay up till midnight. So I um, fucked on that in like years. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I sleep through all of it because I yeah. whatever. Actually, no, I was up this last year <clears throat> looking at TikTok. I think I was actually up watching movies and then went to bed and it was like 30 minutes till and I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, it's all good. So, and you know, and all of a sudden you hear all the fireworks go off and you're like, Oh, it must be midnight. <laughs> yeah. And that was really it. And I was like, all right, great bedtime. We're done. You yeah. know, that's, that's how it worked. Um, yeah. I really, I think that honestly, I want to revisit marriage fitness by Mort Fertel. Um, really great series of books. I think there's more than one book or there is just a single book. I read it a long time ago and it was just phenomenal. And I feel like, to be a better, a better partner and a better like father, you know, like I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing all the right things. Yeah. That's so I, it's not really a goal. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, if you don't have a growth mindset every year, no matter what you're wasting your time, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And especially if you're not honest with yourself about like how you approach things, um, in a realistic manner, like, you know, you could say like, and like I said, like being broad with your goals, like not necessarily super hyper-focused unless there's like specific markers. Like I know Shane, mm-hmm. he's always like super driven and, and wants to do specific He's got some things. crazy goals. I his was goals like, are not. Yeah, his smokes. goals are like, I'm going to be a national champion bodybuilder. And I'm like, he said that last year. And I'm like, yep. all right, cool, man. And then he did it. I'm like, all right, that was pretty crazy. Like, good for you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out Shane. Needham. Well, I mean, he wanted but, to open up a, another uh, location. Yeah, and he did right? that. He wanted to start a... Uh, He's trying to start, he wants to start a nonprofit too, yeah. which is cool. And like write a book, which he's working on. Like there's some pretty awesome goals. That, Dude, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, but that's all growth mindset too. Like that's all forward thinking and, and being, you know, forward leaning in, in the way you kind of live your life. But that's healthy. Like, absolutely. You're saying like, ah, I'm going to, like, I don't like the whole, I'm going to stop. Could you imagine just be goals? like, I'm stagnant. Well, yeah, but like, I'm going to stop doing this goals. Like instead of like phrase that into a positive, Mm -hmm. like if you're going to, instead of like saying, I'm going to have a, I'm going to stop eating junk food. I'm going to have a healthy diet. Um, I'm going to quit smoking. No, I'm, you know, going to do, I'm going to go six weeks without this behavior. Like I'm going to be more, more joyful. Yeah. More, I'm more thankful. I mean, that's, that's a big, that's a huge one. Oh, it's it, and that yeah, great. Like thankfulness breeds, yeah. and it's all about yeah. rewiring your brain because you start to operate in a manner where like you're thinking positively before you start hitting negative thoughts. Now, mm-hmm. and when you can get to that point, like dude, your life starts it's phenomenal. It's your life changes. I agree. When your first thought about something, and even in a negative situation, is actually what's the positive there? Like if people had that ability, the world would be a infinitely different place right now. I call that chasing rainbows. But it's talked about that. Yeah, yeah, but it's awesome. like I mean, it, it should be possible. Like you can, uh, Doctor Chad Helmstetter, he's a, a, a clinical psychologist or psychiatrist, but he's written like a numerous books about rewiring your brain for positive thinking, mm. and uh, they're they're amazing books. But he talks about it, and it's not hard. It, it only takes. He said it takes like two hundred and fifty reputation repetitions to to build that habit, like to start to build the that's really the cool triggers of that habit, which is pretty cool. Like, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, anyway, sorry. No, no. <laughs> I mean, like, we love this stuff. You know, this is who we are. So yeah. we really enjoy this. Kind of a neat thing that I experienced uh, Christmas Eve, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know it's been a couple of weeks, whatever. But on Christmas Eve, I was watching Fat Man. 
it's not the Christmas movie I would think of. But so, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd never seen it, and I thought, hey, why not? Mel Gibson and uh, Angry Santa, basically, with mm-hmm. guns. Cool, right? Oh, that's, yeah. That's, okay. That's the one I'm thinking. Yeah. It is exactly what you expect it to be, which is perfect because that's exactly what like I want. John Wick, but with Santa. <clears throat> yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's, there's a young boy. He gets pissed off because Santa gives him the call. Mm-hmm. Right? So he hires a hitman to kill Santa. <laughs> yeah. Um, Santa's out of work. He, kids are being bad, so he's not hitting his quotas. Um, so the government's not giving him any funding because the government funds him. Government and they go, look, Santa. you know what? You guys have a great a great way to make toys. Can you build other stuff? So clearly, yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but it's fun, and I'm like, all right, it, it's cool. <laughs> like, it, it's who I am. I'll I, have to I check stupid, it out. At some I point like now. stupid movies. <clears throat> okay, so my boys um, had just left to go to their, mo- to go to their mothers. Right, mm-hmm. um, it's Christmas. She wants them to wake up there on Christmas Day, and. I feel like a lot of people want that. Yeah. Right. But looking back on my life, I mean, like, I don't remember Christmas. Do you? I remember specific Christmas. Like certain ones, but not a lot of them. Not all of them. Right. I don't remember like, Hey, who, who was there on this Christmas? I don't really you remember the toys you got. Just the, the big ones. Like, I mean, I, right? know, I know when I like got like, my first really cool BMX bike, mm-hmm. like I, rem- I know the year that I got a guitar. Okay. Um, but that's a remote control car. That's about uh, it though. Right. Yeah. I so mean, what's crazy yeah, though is that like, so I look back and I go, okay, I remember the year that I got the a, other reasons we talked about <clears throat> in our previous episode <clears throat> about what not to do on yeah. New Year or Christmas. Don't propose. Oh. <laughs> um, but, oh, and there was so much of that this year too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was, oh, I was, we warned you folks. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't oh, use the word I cringe, hope, but it I was hope cringe worthy. I hope it works out. For yes, absolutely. Yeah. We think fantastic. We want that to happen. But <laughs> so I remember one year I got a remote control car. Okay. It was amazing and fast and fun. And my dad had sent it because he had remembered Christmas and I brought it out. And 30 seconds later, it was doing 900 miles an hour and hit a curb. Oh no. And it busted the wheel. And I was like, Oh. But that same Christmas, my stepdad got me a um, crossbow. Okay. A suction cup crossbow. Like a Nerf crossbow? No, like a real crossbow with suction cups. So you could shoot things, right? It was freaking. Okay. So we took it, and you know, it's got All the right. bow, right? Yeah. And we took the, the string, we went wrap, 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 so it was much tighter. So we go hard. Took the suction cup off, built Lego castles, and destroyed them with a freaking crossbow. That's awesome. It was really cool, right? That's so that awesome. year. Okay. Yeah. I remember the year I got um, my BMX bike also. I don't know if it was Christmas or, or a birthday, but I got a. Rio Haro, Redline, so, GT. <clears throat> Not I'm, dating ourselves now. So I'm like going over. I'm a Diamondback fan. Okay. I love Diamondbacks. Right. But this was, we didn't have money. So I get a Diamondback. I got a hot pink and white. This is a boy's bike, by the yeah. way, people. In the 80s, it was cool. I know exactly what, what, right? the style now you're talking about. And then it had, like, the spokes were exposed, but there was, like, the whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually super, super cool. I know. It was, like, the GT-type wheels. They only had the three-spoke yeah. wheels, but they're super wide. But it, it was, it was like super bomb, wide. right? So, I mean, that. And then two other Christmases, what I remember, just off the top of my head, right? Yeah. My, my, my stepfather, Mark, right? We've talked about him plenty here. He was my dad. His brother came over from Italy, who was in Air Force. Okay. And he brought his wife and his son, right? And I remember this distinctly because at one point in time, his son took a crap that ended up outside of the toilet on the floor and his mom had to clean it up. 
I hope he doesn't watch this. Oh my God. Maybe I hope he does actually. Um, because I'm he, sure he's a good person getting cold out. as it stands. Right. <laughs> but as a kid, he was, he was not the nicest kid. He totally threw this giant fit cause he wanted a train set and he didn't get it. It was tucked behind the tree and he freaked the hell out. And as a child myself, I'm like, man, you should be grateful. You got anything. If your mom's picking your crap up off the floor. Right. <laughs> and get that in a box. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Here's your poop back. <laughs> and then like, and the other time I got a Nerf golf set. Nerf golf set, huh? Nerf back in the day. They were like, yeah, kids they, they golf made set. everything. Yeah. Like they had kids sell golf sets. Yeah. And I was sitting on the top bunk of my bed. Cause it was, you know, just my brother and sister and I, and my mom. And I had this knife and it's like the size of the small buck knife. You got me right. The little guy, mm-hmm. not, not the big one, <laughs> not this big one. Yeah. But the smaller guy, it's like half, it's like Show a little pocket one, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm taking it, I'm going like this and I'm cutting it. Oh no. And it slips and I go, doink. And I literally oh. in, in, right? Okay. And I the remember. blade's like this long probably. Yeah. But like as a kid, it looks like it's freaking nine feet long. And I'm like, ah, right. And so I pull it out. This reminded me of Teenage Christmas. See, yeah. but, but the reason why we're, we're telling the story is that unless it's tragic or crazy, you don't remember it. There's no perfect Christmas. Yeah. There's no anything, right? So the the important part isn't about the day. It's not about waking up and going, oh, my, maybe that's for you. Yeah. But I mean, I, honestly, if my kids wake up here or not, I don't care. I still, I, I love when I see them, you know? Yeah, and I did exactly, like, for Christmas this year, like, exactly what I said I was going to do. I got up and, like, it had snowed the night before. So mm-hmm. I went and, like, snowballed some people. Like, no one was gone. So it was me and, like, weather sucks and my parents didn't come up until monday um and so yeah it was like i'm by myself like i'm not going to sit here and sulk about how boring it is being alone on christmas <laughs> day so like i went and snowboat some driveways and then like went and worked out mm-hmm. like hit the gym for a while and then came back home like made dinner and then i picked up one that night and like we had spaghetti and meatballs for christmas dinner it was awesome like i mean that's fucking i lasagna I mean, lasagna, dude, it was so, it was so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, I I love it. But anyway, so like, okay, but that's the reality, right? Yeah. It's totally true. Parents need to get over this. Like it's gotta be perfect. We got to romantic. We room, we have a habit. We romanticize everything. Romanticize everything. Everything. Right. Like, but like who really had a perfect proposal? Nobody. I mean, very few, unless it's very thought out. And like the people that do that, where they bring in somebody to like videotape from the outside and have candles, like, and everything. It's like, like, is that real life? Like, I mean, come on. Like, it's I mean, totally not. We know it's not. Yeah, Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares how you propose to somebody else. They care that if you, you propose, throw right? a ring at somebody and go, look, you win. You're not going to be lasting very long. Yeah, I don't know about that situation. I would say it would depend on your partner because if you did that to certain people, like I could see like, Nope, you lost somehow. Like see you later. At that point in time, it's gotta be your sense of humor, right? It's totally, totally mine. I don't know if I would ever do that. It would be something that I wouldn't, would it be something I do? No way. Not at all. But like, okay. So, so now remember growing up, right? So we've talked about Christmas, not a big issue, right? What I remember growing up is Playing frisbee at the lake, Wallawa Lake. That's where the shack Dude, happened, right? Lake. Um, playing frisbee there, going weekends with my mom there. Go-karts. Horseback riding, right? Uh, they had good. I don't think they had the go karts. The go karts. Not when I was a kid, because oh, okay. I was 
I was born. Did they have the bumper cars that were down in that little shack where the deer hung out? Well, I was born in that area, so I mean, like things. Yeah, they had um, they had the big slide with the uh, potato sacks. That's been there for freaking ever. Horseback rides, Um, dude. My mom, we would we would drive from that area to the coast so often. I remember the hill coming over to Enterprise, knowing exactly where it was at, and going, "Okay, I know I'm home." Yeah. Right. Looking at the the moon, the crescent moon, and be like, "That's God's thumbnail." Mm-hmm. As a kid, that's what yeah. you think, right? Um, dude, car rides with my mom just going nowhere, getting snacks and listening to Tears of Fears. <laughs> <clears throat> is, is that you too? Yeah. Like I can remember specific car rides. Like I'd always know I'm home when I would smell. You ever been to Lewiston? There's a smell. There is a smell. Right. And, and uh, uh, I knew I was home when it smelled like a wet fart, like because. Potlatch, the paper mill there. It's so gross. Oh, dude, it stinks. It's so it gross. It stinks. And like, you knew you're home. You're like, oh, you're coming back from Boise and you could be like sound asleep. But all of a sudden you're like, oh, my sinuses are burning. I'm yeah, home. I'm awake. Yeah, it's so <laughs> gross. But I mean, like, it's it's those moments, though. It, it Those aren't like these romanticized, amazing times. Those were just normal. Yeah. Life is not made in those peaks or the valleys, the lowest low or the highest high. Mm-hmm. It's the in-between moments. It's that's where all of your memories are made and life is really lived. I mean, that's, that's legit what it's about. Oh, absolutely. As a kid, do you remember, what are your memories? I mean, like, and we're not talking like the peaks and valleys, right? What's, what's your normal things? Like you remember the, the cookie shop, right? Yeah. I mean, I, one of the coolest memories I remember was like memories I have was we were driving. I know exactly the day, time, where we were. And oh. It's a sports related memory, but like it's me and my dad were in the car Coming back from Boise, we're outside of Grangeville, Idaho, listening to the Seattle Mariners when they won the uh, play play in game. Okay. Or no, no, it was the game where they uh, the double. Edgar hit the double. Giffrey runs third. He's going home. Scores that whole like I could in my head hear Dave Niehaus like screaming Freaking out. Yeah, yeah. In the radio and like that for me, like I remember that from my childhood. I remember like certain shows we would watch as a kid, like in the office at the at the cookie bakery as a kid and i can remember the smell of the bakery like i always could smell the butter and the eggs and the brown sugar like no matter what you smell like that's like in my head anytime a bakery uses real butter it's legit yeah that hands down yeah and i have that like in seared in my memory forever like i can smell that and be like it's amazing back back to like five years old in the bakery it's it's pretty totally amazing but it's and and but those are your great memories right yeah those are the things that stand out not these like elaborate, crazy, huge, whatever pieces. It's, it's the in-between moments. Yeah. It's the conversations you had with your parents that were just steal or fishing with my dad, like growing mm-hmm. up, like going fishing, like every Saturday we were on the boat and it was just like being able to have that time with my dad. Like for me, I soaked it up. Like I loved it, even though I would complain about being cold sometimes or bored yeah, or whatever, absolutely. but like, yeah, I still wanted to go. Yeah. And I still went every time. Dude, my, uh, I wasn't a big fisher growing up, right? I mean, we did some fishing, but not tons of it. And I remember times where my mom, we went to, I think it was a doctor's house. I don't remember, just a, a family friend. We went fishing and stuck, I mean, literally cooked the fish, put the freaking stick through it, cooked it over the, the fire like that, ate it, everything. Hmm. So it's so good. Dude. It's so good that way. And as a kid, that, that's a memory, right? Yeah. Or like Dustin, the first, my buddy Dustin, you know, yeah. right? Um, he, he bought me my first real fishing pole for birthday present. It was like... um. 98 or something or 97, somewhere around there. I know I was out of high school. He bought it for me. We went, we tested, we did the thing on the neck where you like 
put it there and you go, you go, hmm, and you try and feel it mm-hmm. to make sure the rods, oh, dude, it was brilliant. So we went out fishing quite a bit after that. Like, but I've never been a real fisher, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so I keep getting the microphone. No, wait a minute. I, mean, I keep feeling my beard too because it's nice and soft. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is great. My face feels good too. Think, uh, Patriot. These guys right there. <laughs> Patriot Man's gone. No big deal. Yeah. Um, com. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Hit up our, uh, our link on our Facebook page. for Yeah, check it out. Um, but no, I mean, like, orders. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's never those highs and lows. It really is all the moments that I love and cherish more than anything were those in-between moments. Oh, I, I, and, you know, there's, like, memories I have with my mom, too, of just doing stuff. I remember, like, one of my most endearing memories, the first time I ever heard my mom cuss. Freaking sweet. First time I cussed in front of my mom. Ready? Yeah. Have I told, I told probably have, yeah. So I'll, I'll say it. Go but ahead. Poison was one of, I'm really proud of this. Poison <laughs> was one of my favorite groups. Def Leppard, Poison, Bon Jovi, right? I mean, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But their song, Unskinny Bop, came out. And it was like poppy and fun and whatever. And he says the word hell. And as a kid that grew up in Disney, I ain't never said the word hell before. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm like, I'm like, yes, my moment. My mom's in the car. I'm singing along, rocking out. Ah. And then I sing the part hell. And I'm like, nothing. No. That was the moment. That was freedom. I was, was free. <laughs> so I'll, I'll sell my mom out here. Um, we were in the car on the way to school. It was like, I don't know, probably fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, driving to school one morning. It had snowed. And a snowplow had gone by and had laid like that. Normally they would have the, they must not have had the blade turned enough. Oh. Tourists pushing everything out to the shoulder. So it was like hitting slush into the oncoming lane and we're driving and slush went across the windshield and like, she totally couldn't see for like 50 feet or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, and said, shit. Nice. And that was, was the like, S word. I was like, Oh, you, and she goes, no, I said, shoot. And I'm like, no, you did not. Like, I'm <laughs> telling dad <laughs> argued like all the way to school. I'm like, mom, <laughs> it's okay. You're human. Like, I was like, now I know that you're not like, a robot like you're actually a person because you cost like i don't know i gave her i didn't care like dude no that's that's the best thing learning your parents are real you're like oh you're actually you're not perfect yeah that's like the most beneficial thing you do for your kids oh absolutely and it doesn't mean swearing all the time for your kids just making a mistake and be like oh, i totally screwed up or like you know doing something dumb kids need to know that we're just human it's when kids always have a weird way of offering like extending grace too i mean like they have short memories about stuff as well they're so good at that yeah Absolutely. All right. So I got to get one thing. Get it. Do it. Okay. So do you want me to talk about the other thing or do you want me to talk about what's on the screen? Whatever you want. You do. I mean, go for it. Okay. So I I have like a beef right now (laughs) with, with uh, kind of where we are as a society. Um, I think social media has ruined people and the ability to have a normal life without like taking offense to absolutely everything or injecting like venom or like they're they have like we've have we lost the ability to have like reasonable candor back and forth with people without being jerks is it a covid thing or is it a social media thing because like i've noticed it more in the last two years than i've ever seen it in my entire life i think so i want to say it's social media um there are well, I think okay. it's a division thing too. I really it's, do. It's both. But. So social media, right, is part of it. But then you've also got this, <clears throat> this pandering to everybody thing, right? So the more we pander and the more we helicopter parent our kids, the more free our kids feel and are to say things to somebody else and go, ah, my mom's got my back. My dad's got my back. No big yeah. deal, right? 
Or you can't do anything because I, I, I can get away with it. You can't punish well, me. What are you going to do? Come through the screen <clears throat> and punch me in the face? Basically, yeah. yeah. You're going to send your dad, right? Nobody does anymore. So people are non-confrontational, but when they're in a setting where they can say whatever the hell they want, now they can be whatever. And I, and I see it, like, obviously in, in social media, but, I mean, like, I'm running into it in, in person now, just people being nasty to each other at the store. Like, oh, this poor clerk at Super One was just, like, being read the riot act for, by some lady that I uh, I'll just assume she's off her medication or something. Like I hate going that route. That's, that's like, a nice way to say. It. But like, like was mad at this girl because they didn't have certain produce in. Because just so happens that like we've had a snowstorm and there's been significant snowstorms and seven feet of snow on mountain passes that haven't allowed produce to make it to the side of the mountains and multiple trucker strikes. Yeah, and trucker strikes and everything else. And so it's like it's a perfect storm. And so it's like, dude, have some grace for this person. And like, it's not her fault. You didn't get what you wanted. Like, yeah. and so like, is we have like a society now of people that are throwing temper tantrums like crazy because they don't get their way of like, they're all spoiled. They should want everything and they should want it right. Stinking now. And then we get mad about stupid things that are trivial that don't matter. Like, I mean, I help run a Facebook, very large Facebook group. And like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. The comment section in there and people, how they treat each other is just like, it's disgusting. I don't think, I think it's because partly or partially that we don't talk to our neighbors anymore. You no, we're meant, to, we're meant to look at them on their on their face first to see if they have a mask on or not. Yeah. And then we judge them based on, are they prescribing to the same fear porn that I'm prescribing to? And if they're not, then I can treat them differently. Like, like seriously, that's how I we're viewing each other these days. It's gross. Remember back in the day, like you would live in a cul-de-sac, right? And you knew all the kids in the cul-de-sac of the block mm-hmm. and the parents knew everybody. And if there was one, there was usually like one person they were like, oh, no, because the guy was a schmuck or whatever, yeah. right? We, I could tell you the guy's name in, in my cold second I'm thinking of, but. Um, oh, we had one too. <laughs> I think we all had one, right? So, but I mean, like really people were kinder. They saw the neighbor and chatted for a second. They, they had a moment and then social media came and we stopped. And I mean, like really you go outside, we have people that walk my neighborhood now and they, they wave every once in a while. They say, hi, I chatted with my neighbor across the street because of snow blowing. So this this is going to lead into my next thing. But go ahead, can continue. It just no, it's just it, it's crazy to me. I just, I don't understand it either. So you know, there's the movie I talked about. Ron's gone wrong. Was good. I enjoyed. You it. Watched it. it totally pretty, watched. But it. this is part of the premise, right? Where yeah. all the kids all of a sudden forget about each other and start focusing so much on like what they put into their robot and their own space. And now mm-hmm. we have Meta, which is out there, and like now you can live in the metaverse and interact with people virtually instead of actually interacting with people like we're supposed to do. Okay. So I have VR. <laughs> okay. I, I enjoy the VR. Okay. Do I play very often? No. Does my son do it? Yeah, he does. Do you go to the meta <laughs> board meetings or like the meta hangouts and just like, not at all. No, that's stupid to me, but there's, there's like, so my, my son does VR chat, right? And he hops on. He's like meets, he met like 82 people in one day on VR chat and like an hour. I'm like, what, how the, so How is that possible? Sexual harassment now there, in your work. I did see that happen. Sorry. The, the dude was all up in the girl's business and she's all, get off me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so it's not it's, so it's not stupid. okay, but it's so stupid because like people are still jack wagons no matter if they're on virtual or if they're a real person. And like it's You're like just, you think that you create this alternate universe, you're gonna be devoid of the like the scourge of human existence. Mm-hmm. Nope. They're going to follow you there too. So there's, there's a show called Westworld. There was a book also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people go in to this place where they can just do whatever they want. 
kill android things, whatever, that look human. Society will do, given the chance, I feel like people will do what they can get away with. We see it in the, and not to go on the soapbox, but like in the, all the cities that have gotten rid of police and like loosen their And hands. it's gotten all worse. Yeah, they're getting, oh, surprise, without rules, life gets worse. Wait, in like, San Francisco, shocked. you can steal like $600 worth of crap. And so people just walk in and steal everything. Yeah, and but the leave. federal government now ex- expects you to report that on your taxes. I saw that on the IRS website. <laughs> I saw if you sell cocaine, whatever profit you're you making from the cocaine, you better put it, it on your taxes. That's, that's Uncle Sam deal. wants your your cut. Wants the cut. Holy smokes, man! Um, but no, so like this with Meta, right? We talk about <laughs> metaverse and all stuff. Are the Simpsons creators and writers the Illuminati? Maybe they hang out with them for a little bit. I feel, okay, so no, I wouldn't say Illuminati because I would say they, they for the most part, have very, very well guessed a lot of future events. They have. In a very, very questionable way. Because you're like, uh, is that? Because there was a Simpsons, Simpsons episode that I recently saw. It came out in 2011. Had an alternate universe, VR universe, like Meta. And it was like Lisa was the mom, like yelling at her kid to get off of the VR. And it was like, so the question is, this, okay, like when did Lawnmower Man come out? Because that that was all primed and around, yeah, virtual reality, right? So because these concepts have been around forever, the concepts have been around forever, forever. Like think about the the watches, the like well, so it was in the eighties. I mean, like, Knight Rider didn't. They weren't the people that said, "Oh, hey, we're gonna have a phone watch." Dick Tracy back in the fifties. He had a watch he could talk to, right? I so, mean, James Bond in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, the reality is, uh, man, my, my, my Italian's coming out. You see my hands going. Oh, I'm doing it too. That's I feel funny. like Ron Burgundy. What do I? You know, uh, what, yeah. do I, what do I? No, that's not Ron Burgundy. You're thinking of Talladega Nights? Ricky, yeah, sorry, Ricky Talladega Bobby. Nights. Ricky Bobby. What do I? My hands. <clears throat> we um, don't know what to do with them. It's tough because you don't know. But, I mean, like, it's totally true, though. There's There's been so much depiction. And, I mean, so... Simpsons and Trump, of course. The weirder part was that, that one's not quite as close, but it's still fairly close. Th- this is this is why I think it's really really close is because they did the escalator scene and had everybody in the right order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was it. I mean, that's impressive, yeah. right? So I, I'm not going to feed into it because clearly, I mean, you know, he talked about becoming president or, or in the possibly 80s. in the 80s in the Oprah Show that came out in 2000. You you want to play in reality because it makes a better show. Clearly. One, you've got to be on the side of ridiculous, and usually the ridiculous tends to mimic real life. Well, the I mean, ridiculous hap- ends up happening, which I mean, is you crazy talk part. like about like professional crazy person Alex Jones. <laughs> like the dude's right half the time. I, I mean, I can't stand the guy, but like half the time he comes out with crap, and you're like, yeah, that's just nuts. And it's like, oh, guess what? There might be aliens. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no truth to that. And seven months later, you're like, holy what? And I was like, I had it on the paper. And he's all freaking out. I like him. I like that he just wigs out about everything. He seems so angry all the time. That's what I don't care for. And you're like, I'm, just like, I'm like, I can't listen to you. I love him on Joe Rogan. Because Joe's like, no, really, tell me what's going Joe on. Antag- Joe whatever. antagonizes him, too. Yeah. It's like he totally and doesn't have to like push his buttons. Alex is like going. yelling. Rah, rah, rah. And Joe, Joe's like, just like, no, really, tell me more about what do you mean this happened? <laughs> it's okay. I'm calm. <laughs> Alex, calm down. And Alex is like, I got a drink. Give me somebody. Give me some alcohol. Joe's like, give him some hard stuff. He'll give him hard stuff. It's okay. Uh, no, I'm not trying to drink. Dude, freaking it's that's It's so hilarious. Their dynamic he totally is. Tr- he totally tries to. Dynamic is yeah. great. Oh, it's so funny, dude. So funny. Okay. So 
We should probably get to our topic. Sure. Maybe talk about something that actually matters. Although this kind of, I mean, the whole thing the really whole thing's is, matter. I think it's been, this is actually connected to something we were previously yeah. talking about. So, so there, there's a lot of, a lot of fathers out there, right? Yeah. And we, we touched on it earlier, of course, but fathers and stepfathers that are becoming new fathers. Yep. Right. Stepfathers walking into a role where they become a parent now because um, they're dating a, a single mom that has a crap together. Sort of. Maybe. Or does. Hopefully. Or doesn't. Who knows, right? We don't know the situation. <laughs> we, 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 whatever. So <laughs> they step into it, right? And and all these dads and all these forms are like, hey, I'm going to be a dad. Give me advice. What do I need to know? Right. You know nothing. Like, guess what? Most of us are <laughs> winging it too. Like, yeah. congratulations. Sweet. <laughs> but there's only one thing you really have to know. Be present in love, man. Love. Yeah. Oh, hey. It's like, it's like the easiest thing to give. And the hardest thing to do, because you have to be humble and push your pride to the side. Well, I, I mean, that's a, one of the biblical concepts. That, but I it's mean, tough. It's the greatest command of all. But, like, <clears throat> I mean, love the Lord, God with all your own soul, heart, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Like, you're now you're loving somebody else's kid, too, right? Well, what does that look like? What yeah. does love look like as a new dad? Like, remember that pride is the greatest sin also. And the only reason why is because pride leads to unforgiveness and separation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's awful. Right. So we, things fall apart with children. When we start doing, I deserve what about me and other statements, right. Yeah. As a parent, we've had all of our lifetime. So what about me? We don't deserve anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not deserving of anything. And really like we talked about the joy of Christmas on our last episode, right? Yeah. We talked about how the joy is in the giving. Yeah. It's the same way we were made to give. Oh, absolutely. When, when we when we are humble enough and give to our kids, we feel better. Or give, to, we our give to other partner. People. Like, yeah. how awesome is a relationship when both partners are like trying to outgive each other? Oh, dude, it's sweet. It's, Imagine it's how ridiculous. So many people complain about the bedroom. Yeah. Imagine if they took that philosophy to the bedroom. <clears throat> well, that's biblical, though. Well, you should be. Yeah. Right. And women shouldn't be withholding it. And men shouldn't be withholding it. It should be, let's get in here. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to outperform Dude, you. Song of Solomon. That's a whole, <laughs> my buddy once got in trouble for reading the Song of Solomon. <laughs> That's some deep stuff. It, I mean, so, okay. Yes. I Very understand. white reading the Song of Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand. Hey girl. But like. Your breasts are like fawns. <laughs> your neck is like a tower. <laughs> now would it be on your tower? No, I mean, you know, that's not. But it is, it's, it's your his. Your belly button's like a bowl. Let me drink from it. Your cup runneth over. Oh, is that lint? Gross. Gross. Don't be a menace to South Central drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like the first thing that popped into my head. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Kool-Aid. Love that movie. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Yep. <laughs> that's such a quality thing. <laughs> my son Dylan loves watching that. He flipping loves watching. It's ridiculous. So good, dude. All right, so yeah, anyways, <laughs> let's, let's bring it in. We got to get real. I'm sorry. We, we're serious. Bring out the 12 year old in me. Sorry. No, 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 it's so much fun. 14, you gotta, you gotta, we got to release somehow, you know? <laughs> but okay, so okay. I wanted to help everybody, right? We need to help everybody with this. So let's, yeah. let's kind of help them. Uh, let's help people figure this out, right? So if you're a stepfather, you're coming into a home with children, um, and it could be children from a broken home. Yeah. First of all, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be tough. 
You're going to get your buttons gonna pushed. Be okay. They're yeah. going to push mm-hmm. the boundaries. They're going to try to push you. They're going to see how far they can take it before you leave. Yeah, before and, you break. Yeah. Well, because if if the child's coming from a broken home and they feel like their father's left them or they were forgotten by their parent or whatever, yeah. that kid's going to push you to see if you're going to do the same thing because that's what they're expecting. And it's all kind of part of like self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, you're just going to leave me too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they believe. They go, well, this person left, so you're going to leave too. And they're, they're unintentionally going to make that happen by how much they push you. And you know, <laughs> kids are deserving of love even when they yeah. don't show it in return. And the, I mean, the that's big the one. That's the hardest part. Like you got to get over pride. We talk about it. That's where you get over Absolutely. it. But I mean, when a child doesn't, when they act out like that, typically they're acting from a heartbreak scenario. Mm-hmm. It's strong. And and you've got to fill that gap. You've got to get past the heartbreak and understand that this isn't personal. We we need to get past this, right? I don't want you here. No, you keep showing up. Right? Like yeah. I just leave me alone and you come back. And right? like yeah, yeah, and we gotta remember, we're not replacing the other parent. That's not the goal. We're adding. We're adding, right? So first of all, if they're little, right? We're gonna say, let's say like Owen's age, right? Yeah. I think that's a good starting point because teenagers are a totally different story, but little kids for the most part. Yeah. Um, get down to the level. Any kid, any any person, when you and I talk, we like to be at the same level. I think this applies both men and women. Like, I mean, depending, I mean, you could be a single dad with a, a female in the situation. Mm-hmm. These are all applicable, reversing the roles. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. And this is both. I mean, it yeah. should apply both ways. We're speaking from the dad role because obviously we're dads. And that's, yeah. We don't have a mom role inside of us, even though we've played that role. Yeah. And we do. But, um, I mean, first step as, as a step parent coming in, or even as a dad, you can still do this as the, uh, biological father. Gosh, my brain's not working. First thing you first is tell them you're there to love their mom. Yeah. That's a kid needs to know that the kid needs to go, Hey, I'm not here to replace your father. I'm here to love your mom. That's powerful. Cool. Right. I mean, the kid wants to know, Hey, where do you stand? I know it sounds kind of weird, but that it, it's like trying to date someone and going to their father and going, look, this is my purpose. I want you to know I'm here that's for a mission statement. Reasons. I mean, yeah. it's a very simple one. I'm here to love your mom. And then as a, and since you are from your mom, guess what? I mean, newsflash, I get to love you too. Yeah. And they might not be ready for that. So yeah, I don't know if you'd say that right I mean, away, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, but yeah I mean, then you give them the purpose statement, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm here to give love. I'm here to support your mom and respect her also. Because we, you don't know. Yeah, I'm not here what, to be the second voice of discipline. Yeah, what, or what happened <laughs> in the relationship? Did, did did the child see the mom get abused by the real dad? Yeah, and the the whole respect piece is going to go. Oh, maybe he's different. That's a big deal, right? If um, you're going to be, yeah, if you're going to say you're different, be different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so you're not there to replace the father, but you plan on being there to help, right? Yeah, you're there to to lift that parent up. And reinforce what they've instilled. Mm-hmm. And then even for the kids, you're, you're there to listen and to be available and be present, you know, right? and, and <clears throat> when they're ready. And, you know, we talk about this as, as a dad role, but like, I mean, if you've become the stepfather and that's your role now is, is entering the household, like men are designed to be the leader of the household too. And mm-hmm. so like, Hey, I'm here to love your mom. Love you. I'm here to lead us. Right? We're now, a, this is a team. I'm here to lead us. I'm not here to boss you around. My job isn't to be here to be the, the fun police to take away all your freedoms <laughs> and make sure it keep you in check and keep you in line. No, my job is to reinforce what your mom's already done a great job of. I'm here to just 
keep that going. Yeah. And I'm here to be that, that voice of like, this is the direction we're going to be in a household. I'm going to make sure that we're keeping that up. Like that's the goal. That can be fun, yeah. but <clears throat> yeah, this is where we're at. Right. Um, <clears throat> dude, why don't you take this one? Cause I think this is, we both really agree on this stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, so this one, you know, be consistent. Don't be wishy-washy and discussing with your partner about where the line is. Um, you need to set the ground rules and, and tell, tell the kids what they are. Like you have to kind of set the expectation up front. The kid has to know where the line is. Right. I mean, that's, and stand on it. Like you have to make sure that there's a boundary. There's comfort in the boundaries. Kids need boundaries, yeah. but then you have to reinforce the boundaries. It's tough dude. because like, I mean, nobody wants to be the heavy. No, nobody. And if you want to be the heavy, check yourself <laughs> or come have a conversation with me first. Yeah. I mean, um, and it's, you know, reinforcing the boundary. I'm not saying like, Hey, beat the, you know, beat the snot out of your kids. And so they, they but, follow, but the, I mean, you, they, they have to know that, Hey, if I step across this bound or this line, there's, <laughs> there's a responsibility that you have to act. Now you've done this. Now I have to do this. Like when I spanked Dylan, I said, look, man, you went on your walkabout. You went to freaking the place. You had a sword fight inside of dollar store and you had some comics, right? He went, he was young. And I was like, you know, that you're not supposed to do this. You cross the boundary. I have to spank you. Yeah. And let him understand it. Now I'm not saying spank your, your stepkids or whatever, right? You need to know your place and, and how you're supposed to parent with their parents. And if the parent wants you <clears throat> to be involved in the discipline role, it has to be, I think that's where, a discussion needs to happen first. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that you have mom, to know that parent can. needs to be there with the other parent and the kids. And they all talk about like, here's what, are, what it's going to be from now on. Yep. And so, you know, we're together. He's an extension of me. I am an extension of her. What I, what she says or what I say goes like, we're on the same team. We're going the same direction. So yeah, you could get disciplined by me too. Sorry, mm-hmm. but like, that's because I love you. Right. Yeah. And discipline and, is a form of love. It really is. The big one is that, the mother should never make the father figure the heavy. It's got to be equal. Yep. It has to be equal because you can't take the father and turn him into this discipline piece only and go, when your dad gets home. Wait till your dad gets home. Yeah. It's like, oh, so I have to be afraid of my dad every time he gets but home. But not my mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't create a loving relationship. It doesn't, doesn't just, yeah. it, it harbors this negativity. Um, so, yeah. It's awful. But, and then when you're displaying, don't react in anger, dude. Like ever, right? If you're ever mad, wait, wait, don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just wait. When Dylan had his walkabout and the police brought him back, (laughs) I feel like an awful parent. I'm a real person. Okay. (laughs) I'm not perfect. Kids are knuckleheads. Kids do dumb crap. When they, they brought him back, I said, Dylan, I need you to go to your room. I'm too upset right now to handle this. And I think it really like moved him because, and I, I got to step away and go, okay, I got to relax. Cause I was pissed and scared and everything you are, you know, cause I didn't know, you know, it's I like think the worst moment ever. I think about all the times, like, you know, our, our parents' generation where they were told to go cut their own switch. Freaking jeez. You know, there's the mental warfare that's fault with that. But also too, you know, your kid's going to take for absolutely ever to go cut that switch mm-hmm. that they're going to get whooped with. And hopefully they do take They hope you forget while they're looking and then they never actually get the punishment. And I think my, I don't know, <laughs> but also it's built there. I think to let the parents calm down. Yeah. And it should wait, go it, cut your own switch. Thing. I don't even want to look right now. Can like, you imagine me like a, go on and go do it. Like right now in the city kid. And they're like, what's a switch. What am I supposed cut to do off, with this? Cut off light yeah. switches out of his room. 
Here, here's the plate. With, you're gonna hit me with this? <laughs> no, you're gonna eat it. Yeah, there you go. You're gonna eat it. But I mean, yeah. So you need to calm down and consider the root of everything, right? And that, that's really what it is. Kids are dumb. Don't expect your kids to be mature enough to do the right thing. Your kids are going to overreact. Guess what? So are you too as a yeah. parent probably. So like cooler heads prevail when you kind of give yourself some time or just go quiet. Like instead of blowing up and screaming at your kid, sometimes it just takes like sitting there and you say sternly, but call me, you need to be quiet right now. Do you know how much scarier that is? That's freaking scary as crap. You like, I have what's... to do it sometimes. I'm just like, yeah. You've got to be quiet right now. And it's almost like you're going to court. Anything you can say can and will be used against <laughs> yep. you. Yeah. Like, shh, that's, that's your sign. Shut up. <laughs> don't be the parent that gets crazy and disciplines and then comes down and then brings it back up five minutes later and you're still pissed off about oh, it. Yeah. No, handle it one time and that's it. Let it be. Every time I discipline my kids, it was, look, we did this. This happened. Now we move forward and always move forward. Two swats. <laughs> Yep. I was like, I never did more than two because <laughs> one seems like anger. Two is reinforcement. Mm. Three is too many. And you're allowed three slots. Three slots legally yeah. is what they say. But I'm like, it, it all depends on how much the point gets across. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, after Dylan's walkabout, we, I had to spank him and I gave him a hug and we cried together because I don't like spanking my kids. Well, and you probably were freaked <clears throat> out. I, I was really afraid of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll hug him now and I want to cry because I love my dudes. But and my daughter, like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I don't want to digress in that. It's that no, let's not. Yeah, let's, let's get there. <laughs> get Tristan crying again. I will not be a puddle on <laughs> camera. What episode? Oh, we 36. should work on Ryan. Yeah. I already cried once. You got I'm me. not a camera. Oh, I'm gonna cry. We're gonna right. ugly cry let's together. Talk about, let's talk about Mark. Come on, bring that back up. Let's <laughs> ugly cry together. Let's rip off that bandaid. <laughs> but anyway, so like, yeah, no, don't don't be the parent that just keeps like being a chainsaw. Or you go, and then you calm down. And they go, like, don't bring it up again. Move forward so the child keeps respecting you and you give it enough. This is going to be on a future episode for about leadership in the household, too, because that, that's a great point. And I, I say it a lot, too, is like when everything looks like when you're a hammer and everything starts to look like a nail. Yeah. And it's not effective. No, it's not. Because like all. you don't want to like your only punishment for the kids is like, I'm going to yell and scream. It, they're going to understand it. No. Cause then you're just a screamer. Yeah. It doesn't work at all. And then if you like, if my only punishment's to spank, well then you're just a hitter, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on and then my only punishment is to throw them in timeout. Then you're nothing, right? Punish you have your kid to by able- making him eat whatever he hates. Eat that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mofo freaking eat it. <laughs> Could you lick the white dog crap? No. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> it's a Step Brothers reference, That's by the way. Great. Um, <laughs> totally great. <laughs> what are those bunk beds? That's great. That's all right. So, but, but, and back to this. So, kids, they're not going to accept you immediately. You're going to want to come in and love their mother, and you're going to go, man, I've got everything I want to give to these kids, too. And they're going to push back. And you're going to go, damn it. Why are they pushing back? So, I just want to be happy with them. Here's the other part, too, is don't be. All Disneyland all the time. Yeah, no. You don't want to step in and just be like, you don't want to be in Mrs. Doubtfire. What's the um, Pierce Brosnan's character? Where he's just like, I forgot his name, but yeah. Yeah. But he's fun all the time. He's fun all the time. We're going to do all these fancy things and eat fancy dinners all the time because that's what I bring to the table. I'm just the fun guy because Mm -hmm. what happens when like life has to be real and you have to be disciplined? 
And then like all of a sudden you're not the fun guy. Like what happened to fun guy? Done. Like fun guy's gone. <laughs> fun guy got married. Like, no, you I mean, like, then well, your kids feel betrayed. And the big thing is that fun guy doesn't look for the boundaries. He doesn't look for prior traumas or even ask about it. He doesn't care well, because he's fun guy. Cause it doesn't matter. He can't function in real life because he can't find the, the good and the like normal situations. Not everything in life is always a carnival. When, uh, like, yeah, I mean, it's totally true. <clears throat> One of the big things that I did with my kids is that, um, and my daughter, because we didn't always have a great relationship. I told you that story, right? Yeah. Um, there were times when I recognized as a parent that, man, maybe I was oversharing or, or whatever. And when she would lash out at me about whatever, I'd go, you know what? I get it. Yeah. I understand. I've been there. Maybe I overshared. Maybe, I mean, you shouldn't know about my bills. That's my burden. You shouldn't know about this. You shouldn't know about my stresses. That's my burden. And you're just a kid. You don't have to deal with that. And so on my bad, I mean, I've apologized for that. And, and, you know, I shouldn't, right? We should know or share. But if the child is lashing out, expect the challenges and reaffirm that you're there to love their mother and them when they're ready, right? You're not. And if they're ready, they they might cry and be like, you're I'm ready. Yeah. And you're not there to hate the other parent, Mm -hmm. no matter how much, how bad, like mom makes that person sound. Like you're your not there job, to get a shotgun. You are not allowed to have an opinion on that person. Yeah. Sorry. Like you, they had the, the kids in that relationship. You weren't there when they were born, but here's the great part is you chose to enter into the picture. Well, I mean, with where they are now and you weren't there during the relationship. You don't yeah, know what the truth know. is. You get one side. And, and you know, so it's like if, so if one spot, and I mean, maybe I'd be guilty of this. I don't know. Like, if you if you have an issue with with your ex, like you know, your it's, new partner can hear about it, I guess. But at you the can same vent. Time, you can vent, but it's yeah. like, hey, I don't want you to take that with you. It you, everything's taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, unless you get both sides at the same time, and actually, even that's wrong because that's one perspective. Unless there's and egregious behavior, right? obviously, then yeah, you can. When you know your kid well enough, your new kids well enough. Like maybe there was abuse taking place or something like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can have an opinion when you start finding out that fact and you're, you're another parent in that picture. Um, yep. You know, so like, don't, don't take your, your internal feelings and, and reflect it on the kid too. Um, that's just healthy. I mean, like don't being healthy is not doing that. I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, what we're saying, yeah. Flip it. Yeah. yeah that's gotta be your bowl. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But big one again, I mean, and I always want to reaffirm this because a lot of new parents and a lot of parents forget it. These are children, no matter how mature they act. I see it again, no matter how mature they act for their age, they lack the wisdom of age. Yep. They don't know any better, man. At 16, we all think we're geniuses. And at 18, we're like, oh, I know what's going on in life. I know what the world's about. And it, we were retarded. Can I say Whatever, you know I'm what I'm saying. Huge, I'm not a huge fan of that word, but that's but I don't know how else to say it because it is no, we were ignorant. We're ignorant. Ignorant is what we were. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and I think that in the in the last like as a step parent coming in to a family, it's like not easy, right? I mean, we we know that, that role is gonna be difficult if we're thrust into that position. And as a partner, if you with somebody that's coming into that role, you have to be empathetic. Oh, to your partner, knowing absolutely. that this is new ground for them. Like it's, it's yeah. tough. Like that's a risk that person's willing to jump into my life, not just my life, but the life of my children. Mm-hmm. Like 
one, it gives me a huge amount of respect for that person that they're willing to be there. Cause like, it's like, that's risky. Like yep. you didn't have to be there, but like, they want to be there. Like that's, this is, I want to, this is with a relationship part. Yeah. Yeah. And where they're willing to step into that role and not just the booty call role. Yeah. Reward them with the, Like if they want to step with into booty. the role, well, Pirates booty are sure. Popcorn. But yeah. Popcorns. Yes and no. But I mean, <laughs> and no. the same, but I mean, reward them in the role of the parent. Like if they want to be a parent, like let them take the mantle to be a parent. Yeah. Like if, if you've got a, if ladies, if you're with a guy that like loves his kids and like wants you to be a role and be involved in the kid's life, like take honor in that, that he's willing to share his kids. And if he's not in doing it in a healthy manner, not pushing the responsibilities of, yeah, of all well, motherhood now is yours. And be aware because there are some people coming into relationships yeah, yeah, that yeah. want to abuse your kids also. So properly vet them beyond your fluffy farty. He's great in bed or whatever. Yeah. You know? no. Oh, he's had two DUIs, but it, that was just a rough week for him. <laughs> it's so true though holy it goes both ways though men and women yeah, so let's, does, let's be does. real you gotta vet women not just too. dudes you gotta vet them all yeah. yeah and so but like no when that when that person shows up and wants to be involved in the kid's life like you've got to reward that and it takes some risk as a parent to let them do that too absolutely and sometimes it starts small with this like you know letting them go to lunch together or go to the mall or go you know go to the store and just like start spending their own individual time together because they're they're bonding too. Like there's a courtship there taking place as well. One of the, uh, the best things Mark ever did for me, there was two things, right? <clears throat> Maybe three. Yeah. Maybe three. He taught me how to do martial arts first. Like he, he was the kind of the instigator of all that because I loved it and he had learned some. So he was like, well, let me teach you what I know. Right. Beautiful. Number two, but he <clears throat> let, that's a big part of his life. He let you into his world. Like that's, yeah, there's a lot beyond just like martial arts. Number two, yeah. he had a, I mean, bodybuilding, of course, he's the guy that started me in the whole thing. But number two, he, he had this like Toyota B2200, you know, old Mazda? school, whatever. No, well, maybe it was, Mazda I, think it was I think it was a Toyota though. I don't know. It was the same kind of, they all look the they same back the, then. The Mazda right? and Nissan Toyota are all the same truck. And I had this yeah. Smurf that was this big. And we went to the parking lot and we peeled out on the Smurf and this thing up. And it was the most fun and cool. I was like, what people, he, we you're an adult and we're doing this. It was so freaking entertaining, dude. So entertaining. Just, just freaking great. Right. I mean, you know, it's like we talk about red flags all the time on the show and you got to look for the green flags though. Like oh, when you're with somebody and you see them, like you know that they have a activity or something that they love doing um, or something that they do on like their own personal time. And they start mm-hmm. sharing that with your kids. Yep. Like that's a green light, man. That's awesome stuff. When like, you involve the kids yeah. in that, it's super good. Cause that, that, that shows that that person is invested. That's not just like, they're there to hold a place. Like they're there to like, they're like, no, that's kind of them in a way saying like, no, I'm in here's, here's me showing you that I'm in. Is it like something that was so personal in mine? Like come join me in this, like grabbing the mm-hmm. kid's hand and like bringing them into that situation. Maybe. Obviously not if they're, Last time is drinking. Like when that. he started working out with me, dude, <laughs> um, because that was his world. He he was yeah. a buff mofo. Like he was a he was a big boy. Um, like it's crazy because I still when I work out, I still hear, hear him yelling at me, "You dog, get it, you know, yeah. breathe, <clears throat> going for it." And I'm like, "Oh, dude, you're not breathing." <laughs> like it was that yeah. was his world. That was that was his world. And I was like, "You just 
Yeah. It's not going to be brought in. It, it just feels good, you know? No, I'm, and I think this is going to lend itself into our next episode, too, because there's some things like what not to do. I mean, I'd like to say, like, what to do in a positive, like, put a positive <laughs> spin on everything, but there's certainly some things not to do or things to look for. Oh, there's but, lots of things, yeah. Um, you know, but, and we really wanted to give kind of that advice, though, to those to the new yeah. parents that are like, what do I do? Act with love. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the first thing. Know your kids are going to challenge you. Expect it. And remember you were their age and remember how you were at that age. And remember that too, you are an infant in the parent role too. If you don't have kids of your own or you've never been around those kids for a long period of time, you could have your own kids too and still be Mm -hmm. new at parenting those kids. Absolutely. Um, You've got to give yourself great. There's going to be stumbling just like any growing up that kids do your relationship with those kids is going to grow up too. You're going to have your parts where it's super, Ooh, uh, you know, lovey dovey. And then you're going to have the parts where the terrible twos hit and they're screaming in your face and, and mad at you take honor with that too. Cause that means that there's actually like, they see you staying long enough yeah. that they have taken the right to get mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, sort of. there's, it to sucks, an extent, but yeah, it still sucks though. It's like, Oh, they love me enough to get mad at me. <laughs> like, yeah fair well okay i guess that i'm when you're like you're not fair you're like i'm i'm doing it right yeah you've arrived <laughs> yeah it's okay then it's totally okay so like we there's no perfect guide there's there's only one absolute and that life happens yeah that that's the one constant right um children want you to be present even when they're upset yep. how many like how many 80s and 90s movies were there about families with a daughter like uncle uncle buck yep that daughter was, oh, she needed smacked. And bug. Roach, or whatever bug. his name. Bug. 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 Freaking bug. He was the kid from um, from The Boy Who Could Fly. Yeah. He was, I liked him so much, and then I sent him his bug, and I'm like, you mother effer. But, this, is so, this axe is so sharp, <clears throat> I could circumcise him. Yeah. yeah. But that bug? Sorry. No, I, <laughs> I love Uncle Bug. The show, the movie's brilliant, <laughs> right? one of my favorite all time remember favorites. that that girl, she wanted to be pushed, and she wanted to know she was valued. Because the parents were like, oh, okay, I'm hands off, never mind. And then she found the boundaries, and then she was like embraced Uncle Buck for setting boundaries. And loved it. Yeah. Uh, I I gotta watch that movie. I know, I need to watch for sure, right? So, (laughs) big ones. Set the freaking phone down. We don't have our phones. They're not. We don't, right? Pause your freaking show when your kid shows up and be present. Don't just be there. And sometimes it's like if you're working or whatever, and, and the kid comes in the room, instead of telling them that they're interrupting something, Sometimes life can wait, right? Sometimes, sometimes work can wait. Sometimes yeah. work can wait. And if your kid wants to, and it depends on the age, obviously, if they want to come in and sit on your lap and see what you're doing, yep. let them. Like Every both. day after school, my kids come in. If I'm on the phone or I'm busy, they just wrap an arm around me, give me a hug. Every day. That's that's how it should be. They don't start yelling at me. <clears> no. Sometimes they have questions. Freaking Christian yesterday. <laughs> let's Let's just go here real fast, people. <laughs> My, f- oh crap, I forgot. And you, oh, my bad. You said you forgave him, didn't you? No. Oh, my, saying, you're bringing it up again. <laughs> I'm on a call with my boss and we're having a good conversation. Christian calls me twice back to back. And I go, dude, what's going on? I work, right? Yeah. And he goes, the teacher took my hat. Can you show up after school to get my hat from the office? Guess who just got a new hat? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so it's his girlfriend bought it from him for Christmas, so it's really special to him, right? Okay. And I get it. But I'm like, what? You 
back to back over a hat? Calm the hell down. Calm down. So kids will be stupid, Check right? Yourself. It's going to happen. And um, tomorrow I need to go get his freaking hat. Reminder. He's <laughs> reminded yourself. Totally. Congratulations. Yeah, please. So I can set a reminder. Oh, yeah. That. And guess what? You're going to forget stuff and it's okay. It's, yeah, life will be yeah. <laughs> You're going to forget your kid. There's been times where I'm supposed to pick him up from work and I'm like. Well, your kids luckily are old enough. Like, and then somebody getting like a six year old, you got some problems. But, yeah. Yeah. It, well, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> dude, yeah, there, there's moments. You're going to have moments. They're like 15 and walking home. They'll be all right. Like, yeah. It just, um, <laughs> try not to forget your kids, especially in the roof of your car. I've never done that. I'm just saying, don't some parents do. I'm like, okay. Have uh, parents done that? Or even in the back of the car. Gosh, How do you well, put a no. baby in the back well, seat and forget have, it? No, I know that. Yeah, well, that's happened in the summer. And it's How is that even possible that you forget I, it? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's tragic. Are we digressing? Yeah, so yes, okay. we are, because we were kind of having a nice landing spot in Dallas, and we're like, went morbid for a My second. My bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. So, so uh, I guess for this episode, though. Yeah, it was this episode hey, four of them? Yeah, I think it's episode yeah. four of the new season. Um, we didn't really do our commercial for Patreon because we were using it. Yeah. I do... Yeah, my, how's my how's my forehead looking though? I mean, it looks great. Less wrinkles. Yeah, I've been putting on my forehead. I mean, like I really swear it's, I'm getting less wrinkles. Yeah. You look smooth, man. You look you look like yeah. you're so young. I'm 37 and I'm young. Now. It says the guy that has to squint to read the screen. <laughs> 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 look at this. I look like a penis. <laughs> it's freaking crazy. Things you notice when you're on camera. <laughs> I should have like a, I should totally. No, I feel like I've got a fat Tristan chin. Tristan the phallic organ. <laughs> oh, dude. Don't call him a Richard anymore. Call him a Tristan. Oh, no. Let's not. No, let's not start that. People are going to screw with me now. I know it. Totally. Anyway, I think for, uh, for dadvocacy. Yeah, I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. And this is uh, episode four. Season two, episode four. Thanks for joining is us. That, is that right? Sure. Cool. Okay. Good stuff.